What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 104 Six and One Podcast, episode 12. I was hoping to record this a little earlier today with hype for game five tonight, but as I sit here and watch this game in the fourth quarter, and by this game I mean the Mavericks and Clippers game, I'm uh I'm at a loss for words because the words that I want to use just aren't appropriate for the cast. Um I'm frustrated disappointed especially after the game that we put up for game four obviously if you haven't seen it check it out Luca hits the game winner over Reggie Jackson to win us the game in overtime 135-133 that game was incredible but first let's uh let's go on with this game right now um the Clippers just came out hot the Clippers came out uh, aggressive they really wanted it they showed it early and for the sheer fact that everyone was kind of ragging on PG, uh, you know, pandemic P, playoff P, whatever you want to call it, all the jokes. It, I knew he was going to come out hot today. I just, I just did. He's tired of the slander. He's tired of being ridiculed. He knows he's shooting bad. He said it in the post game. The series is totally different if he, you know, makes some more shots. I mean, I think he was 10 of 47 in his last three games, shooting 29% from the field. It's abysmal, but he is still Paul George. As much as... I hate to admit it, I knew in my heart of hearts that he was about to go and drop whatever points he's going to end with. I think now, in the at, as the fourth comes to a close, he ended with 30. I don't think Doc's going to put him back in as they're up 29. Um, but, you know, him and Kawhi combined for, I think, 63 or 64 tonight, and that is pretty much in three quarters. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, KP being out, that's another topic for a couple of minutes from now. But, uh, I mean, just to... It's 121.93 right now with 9.59 left in the game. Our starters are out. If I am the Mavs, I keep our starters out. Luka didn't look 100% today. No excuses, but you can tell the ankle was a, a little bit more sore than he wanted it to be. Um, again, just, you know, shout out to the Clippers, man. They came out aggressive, and they just, they played their they played their asses off, man. Oh, as I watch this game, Paul is still in the game, which is wild to me, but we just played like garbage. There's not really much. There's there's no other word for it. There's no other excuse that I can give. Um, we just, it's like I was watching this clip earlier this week, and it was when Skip Bayless was talking to uh, Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owner, uh, about how OKC came out flat and how OKC didn't want it as much as the Heat did when they won it in 2013. And Mark chopped him up. Mark was like, how can you say that they didn't want it more? It's about execution. It's about, you know, making your shots. It's about defensive tendencies and efficiency. And to a certain extent, I believe Mark is in the right place, and I definitely agree with him. But you can definitely tell when a team is demoralized and doesn't want to play anymore. You can definitely tell in their body language and how they play defense and how they get down the court and their mannerisms when they do have the ball. I mean, you can just see when teams are just like, yo, I don't even care anymore. Like, it is what it is. Everybody has a breaking point. Everybody has a a mindset of, you know what, you know, this. Th- we can't change this game. We're going to play, but we're not going to sit here and give it our all like we would everything else. You know, there's no there's no point in doing that as much as we would love to. But it it is what it is, man. As we turn this ball over, I think they just called a foul. As Michael Kidd-Gilchrist is about to go to the free throw line, we just we did not come to play today. It is frustrating to watch. Uh, Isabel was just over, and we were just we were just pissed. I mean, like I said, I was hoping we were going to come out of here hot. We legitimately are stunning the world. 
in terms of giving the number two team in the West a run for their money, tying the series up, the most entertaining series in the playoffs, in my opinion, other than the Denver-Utah series and the Rockets and OKC series, in my opinion. Everything else was pretty much a sweep or a gentleman's or what's going to be. But again, um, I don't know what it is today. We just, we're not here. I don't know if we're mentally still in game four. I don't know if there's a hangover from it. I don't know if we felt like we should get more playing time for other players. But I'm going to just dive right into the fact of this KP slander needs to stop, man. Um, I'm real tired of it. Uh, And of course, most of it's coming from Nick fans. I did a segment on this a couple of weeks ago about how people are coming out here saying that, you know, KP is soft, KP sucks, Paul George hits another three, he's at 33, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little bit more. Um, You guys have to realize how sports work. When a doctor comes out and gives you the word, you're not playing today, your career can be in jeopardy, Uh, it's not safe to play, your injury could be worse than what it is, you know, there's no reason for you to go out there right now, it's 2-2, if it was maybe, you know, 3-1 or 3-2, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but I do know that it's not KP's choice to just say, you know what, I'm not playing. If anybody sees KP's attitude on the court, if anybody sees KP's interviews, he wants to be out there. We all know he wants to be out there. And by we, I mean Dallas fans, um, basketball fans, real basketball fans. Uh, I get it. Again, Nick fans are, are, are upset at the way he handled the New York exit, at the way that he didn't want to play for them, you know, following his ACL tear a couple of seasons ago. But I, I can't believe people are going to call a man that's averaging 30 and 12 in the NBA bubble who was voted NBA All-Second Team Bubble or NBA Bubble Second Team, whatever the hell you want to call it, is soft. I get it. He's not as sturdy as a big man should be. I understand. He's not as strong as a, a seven-footer should be, and his game style and his playing style are not what a big man should be. He's a he's a, he's a jump shot, you know, fadeaway taken, sit at the perimeter, shot maker. He is not the traditional big man, sit there on the block, post up, and, you know, block shots on the defensive end. Mind you, like I've said, KP can definitely play defense. But, you know, we all know he's 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 more of a uh, a shooter than most. Not that he can't be aggressive in the block when he wants to be and not that he can't play well in the paint. It's just he prefers to be a shooter like most of this generation does. But I just, like I said, I've genuinely had enough of the slander. I, I see it all over the timeline on every ounce of social media. I have talked to multiple people and they all disagree with me and it's fine you know everybody's entitled to their own opinion but it's like if you have zero control of the outcome how are you going to call somebody soft right knee soreness can be anything and in my personal opinion shout out to jared uh we spoke about it a couple of days ago and today i think it's worse than what they're leading it to be because when luca rolled his ankle at in game three he had an mri that morning and the results came back that day and they made sure that they clarified what it was not a bad strain uh no tear no ligament damage clear came back negative everything the fact that they're not disclosing what's wrong with porzingis leads me to believe that something bigger could possibly be wrong because all we've gotten was that he was going to get an mri yesterday he got it, and then he was ruled out today. So it's it's frustrating when you're going to sit here and tell me that a player is soft because of previous injury history, because he left your team in a negative way. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm from New York. I understand the mentality. Yo, fuck that guy. He don't want to be here. We don't need him. The Yankees are the same way. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, that uh, I don't get that way. Rajon Rondo, when he got traded to the Mavs, I was definitely all for it. And then when he gave up on us midseason, that was 100% like a, yo, you can kiss my ass. I don't want you on this team. I get it. I really do. But you're hating on a man averaging 30 and 12. 
you are hating on a man that signed a supermax deal or a max deal with a team that is in a better position to win right this second. You are hating on a player that is putting up more points than any of the players that you got from us combined in total. I find it amusing that you guys went and let go of Wesley, let go of DeAndre. You uh, you have Dennis Smith on that team who is just not playing well. Again, unfortunate for him. I really do love Dennis. But you guys got those draft picks. Again, those draft picks are later in the draft. So to me, the the picks are nothing because if you're not in the lottery, let's face it, it's not really that big of a pick unless you end up being like a Mono Ginobili or an Isaiah Thomas that shocks the world as a second rounder or a late first round pick. But again, I just... I'm trying to understand the slander, the hatred. I I can't repeat enough how I understand the animosity towards him because of what he did, but it just, you know, you're going to call him a bitch, you're going to call him soft, the man's averaging 30 and 12. Let's reevaluate what we define soft as because it's not a player or person's fault that they're injury prone. It's not a player's fault that he got hurt. It's not a player's fault that he is unhappy with an organization or a front office. He is not the first nor the last player to be upset with the New York Knicks organization. The way Dolan runs that team, the way they carousel head coaches, the way that players come and go whenever they want, the fact that they waste money on specific players. This is not an episode to bash the Knicks, but they really need to evaluate all of the hate they put on Kristaps Porzingis needs to be placed on how shitty their organization is run. This is not directed at anybody in particular. This is legitimately my entire timeline. And I'm wasting my breath because I know all of them are just going to continue to tell me, Yo, Kev, no matter what you say, you're not going to justify what he did. We all hate him at home. We Cool. But let's, let's, let's put some clarity on the hatred. You're going to call him a bum. Fuck you. All this stuff. All the negativity that falls behind it. I understand. But you can't critique this man's will and want and drive to play. Because of how hard he was playing with the soreness throughout the entire bubble. He was playing with, with, with a bruised heel. And for those of you that don't know, that fucking hurts. Especially when you're running up and down a basketball court all day long. Including, I'm talking about all day long because I'm talking about practice. I'm talking about in-game. I'm talking about warm, all of it. There's tape. There's medicine. There's a million things you can do to help with pain. Some people be like, yo, put cortisone in it. It's the playoffs. Deal with it. The Dallas Mavericks have invested $158 million on Kristaps Porzingis over the next five years. I'm not negative in saying that the series is over. Game six is literally on Thursday, but it was tied 2-2. It wasn't a winner go home. Now, Kristaps, unless you legitimately are at risk of tearing your ACL or something massive in that knee, I'm going to need you to play because it definitely shows when Luka is doubled, we need that second score. And for whatever reason today, the bench did not want to step up. Nobody wanted to take the challenge. Uh, we had a lot of shots that we just kind of threw away. We had a lot of turnovers. Um, I don't know. Dorian hit some shots. Tim hit some shots early. You know, Seth was a little off. He had a couple of floaters, but we just could not cut the lead. I mean, the Clippers are shooting the lights out. We're leaving the corners open. We're collapsing in the paint, and they're just kicking it out. And then you obviously have the two all defensive players out there and Kawhi and Paul making havoc on the defensive end, trapping Luka, doubling Luka, playing him a uh, full court, and then, you know, making his life hell, hacking him when he gets in the plane. And then they're just they're just they're just scoring. They're hitting their shots, which they haven't been all series. So I've said it multiple times. Thankfully, they've been missing. We've been fortunate to capitalize on those misses. But the last two games, man, or should I say the last three games, we are turnover happy. Sloppy with the ball. 
Luca in particular, again, I get it. He had 43, 17, and 13 in the game that we won, and I wasn't complaining then when it was an issue. But you can tell the inexperience of this team is late in games. I was just telling Isabel earlier today, in basketball, in the sport of basketball, if you see all five players standing around while one person has the ball, that is not effective basketball. Yes, Luca, majority of the time, I'm not going to say 99%, majority of the time can beat a couple of players off the dribble with how he runs his offense, which with, with how his playing style is. But when you're coming against Kawhi Leonard down the stretch and he's just sitting there honing in on you and you try to ISO him out, I don't know if that's a smart decision. We won that game. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it, it, it goes a long way when you're just sitting there and you're like, you know what, I'm better than you no matter what you do, and I'm going to continue to try to play the way I've been playing. That's, that's not how it works. We could have lost that game because of inexperience. In the final three minutes, Luka didn't score at all because he was guarded by Kawhi, and he took some bad shots. But he made the shot that counted, and the team stepped up and hit some shots too. So I'm very happy with how we played game four. I'm watching this fourth quarter. All the subs are in for both teams and we're down 31 points. So I'm not happy at all by any means. And I don't like the fact that the energy of this team just is flat. But what are you going to do? You know, this is the playoffs. Every team's entitled to a bad game. Uh, Maybe this is a wake-up call. Maybe this will put our backs against the wall. Maybe we force a game seven. Maybe we win the series. I don't know. But I know for a fact that this team is better than what they're showing right now. And hopefully, you know, KP comes back. If he doesn't, then we really need to get him healthy as soon as possible. And I understand that he's going to be on this team for the next four years in this offseason, however long it is extended, however long it ends up being pushed back. Because according to Adam Silver and a couple of other uh, analysts and reporters like Woj, there are rumors that this season will be pushed back. The draft will be pushed back because of the amount of time that will be rested. Supposedly, the season is supposed to come back end of November, if not December. And that is too soon. There's not enough resting time. So we'll see. Um, I'm just sitting here watching this fourth quarter as my team is down 31. It just kind of sucks. You know, five minutes, 19 seconds down, and it is just frustrating. Montrez Harrell's out there hooping. Uh, Lou Will's doing his thing. Um, I do need to get in on this, and this is going to be a little bit more animated than most. I'm tired of Patrick Beverly running his mouth on that bench. I get it. That is his role on this team, to be a pest, to be annoying. You haven't played since game one, and when you did, you scored three points and you had four fouls. I said it a couple of episodes ago. I'm going to say it again. Shut your mouth. You are so annoying and so useless. And a few episodes before the episode I had with Kyle, I was trying to give Pat some credit. You know, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to say that he is a difference maker, that he can play some good defense, give you some good minutes, you know, get in your best player's grill, get him annoyed, get him frustrated. But he's just sitting on that bench chirping, and it, it is just it is just frustrating. So, I don't know, man. I just, it is what it is at this point. I just, it's difficult to talk about. So, I'm going to get into the next series, uh, the Denver and Utah series. I've maybe watched two games of it. I'm not too in tuned with it, but I have seen that Jamal Murray is hooping. <laughs> This man has scored over 30 points three out of these five games, and he's just, he's, I don't even know what to say. The man has scored 92 points in his last two playoff games. He had 50 and 42 tonight, or should I say 50, two nights ago, 42 tonight. He broke Melo's record of 74 points scored in two playoff games. I, what was it, like 2007, 8? I don't know. I don't remember which playoffs that was, but 
he broke Melo's record by 18, and that's saying a lot. Jamal was obviously not a part of the bubble for a little bit, you know, him dealing with what he had to deal with off the court. But he came out here hooping. Uh, shout out to Tyree and Cole again. You know, he uh, w- we got into a little discussion about how Jamal is disrespected, and I think that Jamal is better than what people are giving him credit for. And they disagreed, and they said that they think that Jamal needs to be a little bit more consistent before they go and give him that much credit. And he's done nothing short of do that for me, you know, prove me right. There were two games where he had under 20, and, you know, they locked him up. He had a bad shooting night. But for the majority of this series, Jamal Murray has come out to play, uh, you know, alongside Jokic. So those two together, when Michael Porter Jr. gets a consistent, you know, scoring, I don't want to say awakening, but, you know, when he becomes a consistent NBA player all around, that is going to be a scary three-headed monster depending on how he develops. So the Western Conference, again, aside from us, aside from – the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets are here to, to stay. Um, again, Utah is leading that series 3-2. to two. Donovan Mitchell is doing his thing. Obviously, he's had 50 twice in the same series. I think only two players in NBA history have had that. So that is incredible. Uh, shout out to Rick. Me and Rick called it when Donovan first came on the scene out of Louisville that that man was going to dominate this league. That is a young Dwayne Wade in a lot of minds. Yes, he's undersized, but the man, he he plays like Dwayne. He plays very aggressive. He's a great slasher. He finishes at the rim. He's a good, good shooter. Can he improve? Absolutely. Uh, most of the time, they run him at the one when Michael Conley's not playing. But I would say the only thing that we need to improve would be his defense. Obviously, we all know Dwayne Wade was a Hall of Fame defender in terms of from the shooting guard position. He is the third greatest shooting guard of all time behind, obviously, Michael Jordan and rest in peace to the Mamba, Kobe. We actually just had Kobe's birthday on the 23rd and Mamba Day was yesterday and the Lakers wore those uniforms. In that series, the Lakers are actually up 3-1 after going down 1-0 real fast. And I don't know, man. I really thought Dan was going to come out and do what he had to do, but the Lakers found a way to wake up and they said, yo, this is not happening. We are the Los Angeles Lakers and we have LeBron James and... Anthony Davis on this team. So I I love it. I do love the urgency, the energy that they have. I love how they're playing basketball. And uh, unfortunately, I believe that series is going to end with the news coming out today that Dame will not be playing in game five due to a right knee sprain. It's unfortunate, you know, one of the best players in the bubble, if not the best player in the bubble, one of the best players in the league that have been disrespected for quite some time, Skip Bayless. Uh, and... It sucks that that's how the season has to come to an end for them. Melo and and, and Braun, I think they had like a a shootout in one of the games, I think like two games ago, and it was nice to see. It was like the good old days with Braun on Cleveland and Melo on Denver, but that series is going to come to an end, and I think inevitably we are going to get a Clippers-Lakers final, or not final. I'm, I'm pretty sure if the Clippers win this series, they play LA, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's what it's going to be. I could be wrong. But if that's the case, they're going to play each other in the semi. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, that series pretty much seems to be wrapped up. Uh, Shout out to Miami for coming out there with the sweep. Jimmy Butler playing intense. Goran Dragic out there averaging like 23 or 24 with five assists in that four-game sweep. They played their butts off. Bam Adebayo again, like I said, a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. He is balling his – he's just hooping. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Bam Adebayo is a game changer and X factor for that Miami Heat team. They are pretty solid off that bench. So uh, I am not shocked whatsoever. The Toronto Raptors obviously swept the Brooklyn Nets. Swept the Brooklyn Nets. 
that wasn't a surprise whatsoever. I'm pretty sure their bench scored 100 points in that in that fourth game. I'm sitting here about to say fourth quarter. That would have been incredible. Um, so that, that, that wasn't a surprise. We do all know that the Toronto Raptors are the defending champions, but nobody did think that with the absence of Kawhi Leonard that they would be as effective as they have been all season. So I'll be the first to admit or not admit, I, I didn't say they'd be dead. I just, again, I didn't expect them to be the second best team in the Eastern Conference. So that Boston Celtic, oh, shout out to Kemba. He's got his first playoff uh, series win, obviously coming out of Charlotte and not winning a single playoff series over there, understandably so, with the struggling team that Michael Jordan provided him with, or should I say lack thereof, a team that Michael did not provide him with. So, uh, you know, shout out to Jason Tatum. You know, I know he went to Duke, but he is a amazing player to watch, a super fun player to watch. He's getting better as the days go on. Um, he had a couple struggling nights in the bubble when it first started, but, I mean, he turned it around real quick. So I think that the Boston Celtics-Toronto Raptors series is going to be a very entertaining, a very fun series. I think it could go seven. I think it's got the full potential to go seven. I am excited to see the Kyle Lowry-Kemba Walker matchup and the Jason Tatum and Pascal Siakam matchup. I am thrilled to see Freddie Van Fleet come out of there and hoop the way that he's been hooping all bubble. Nobody thought he was going to do what he's been doing all season long, coming out of Wichita State and balling the way he's been balling since the finals. So congratulations to the Drake twin that he is. And, you know, what other series are there going around right now? Milwaukee, they had that... I'm using my fingers, scare in the first game, just like Toronto had that same scare last year. My goodness, the Clippers are shooting the fucking lights out. Holy shit, we are down 43 points in the fourth. This is probably the most embarrassing Maverick game I've ever seen in my whole life, and I've seen us struggle. I was there for that OJ Mayo, Darren Collison I don't even remember the rest of that lineup. It was so bad. Like Monte Ellis was struggling every single night to try to give us buckets. And Lord knows I love me some Monte Ellis, but that those, those teams were struggling. I was around for those terrible years. And even afterwards with that, you know, when we were struggling to make the seventh and the eighth seed with Dwan Blair at center and I, it was miserable. There were terrible times and you know, Shout out to the real fans that have been there since those times, even after we struggled to make it into the playoffs after our championship run. But we have some talent, man. We have some talent. We're going to be scary for a couple of years to go. We just got to keep that team together, get them this experience, and show them we need more intensity. We need we we, we need to show that we can we deserve to be in these these conversations of a, a contender. But back to the Milwaukee series, like I said, that 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 scare again using my fingers that they had with Orlando. Giannis is showing up that he was just announced defensive player of the year this year. So that was kudos to him. He he beat out Anthony Davis for that, rightfully so. Um, having a great year defensively, obviously blocking a couple shots a game. I want to say one point something. Uh, being an instant game changer when people attack the rim and obviously averaging the numbers that he did. I believe he was averaging 32 and 13 this season. Ridiculous. Improved his jump shot to a certain degree. Again, if someone were to drive in and Giannis is open at the top of the key, I'm going to put my efforts into getting that rebound because nine times, seven times out of ten, he's probably going to miss that. I hope I'm not disrespecting him. I hope he doesn't go on a tear shooting the three the rest of the postseason because I've already looked like a freaking asshole doubting my team this postseason. Uh, I didn't expect us to play the way we've been playing and you know take the two games that we have. I said that it would go five. It's going six minimum, hopefully go seven, but... We'll see what happens. Um, the 
OKC Houston series. I I'm scratching my head because I can't understand how Houston plays the sport of basketball with the lineup that they do. I'm pretty sure they broke the NBA record for most three-point attempts in a postseason at 57. And they went up 2-0 early. And then, obviously, OKC pestered, and they fought back, and they pushed with the veteran leadership of Chris Paul. And obviously, you know, uh, Sh- 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 Alexander, I never f- freaking remember how to pronounce his whole name, but the guy that came from the Clippers trade for Paul George, he's been hooping out of his fucking mind. You know, Danilo Gallinari coming over there with the veteran leadership as well in that trade. So uh, the OKC and Houston is turning out to be a good series. The fact that P.J. Tucker plays center at 6'5 or 6'6 boggles my mind. I don't understand how Steven Adams doesn't average 20 and 20 in that entire series. But what are you going to do? It's like I've said multiple times. If you're going to run big ball, then obviously that means you're going to have to defend. And if they're going to continue to run smaller shooters, Steven Adams is going to have to get out to the perimeter. And that means Steven Adams is going to have to defend the drive as well. So that series is 2-2. I believe they play tomorrow. And every, everything else is pretty much done. I think that's the only... I think our series and the OKC series are the most entertaining series, like I said. And they're, and they're, they're going great. I really thought the way that Houston came out initially, they were going to go out and sweep them because OKC just didn't seem ready whatsoever. But that's not the case. <laughs> Chris Paul said, I am not having it. I'm not about to lose to my former team. And I'm about to pester you guys. As you know, Chris Paul can be an elite defender, an annoying person on the court, a little dramatic, an instigator, all of the above. But at the end of the day, he is a very strong-willed player. And he is not having a, the fact that we're just sitting here and letting these open threes fly. Like, if we lose by 50 points, I'm going to be destroyed by all my friends. Yes, the Clippers are hitting every single shot, but they are wide open shots. These are NBA players. This is just sad. 50 seconds left, and we are down. Oh, my God. Thank God, Justin Jackson. Just keep it away from 50, man. Just <laughs> please don't let me. I'm already embarrassed that we're losing by 40-plus, but let's let us let's close this out with some dignity. Um, like I was saying, you know, James Harden is struggling in the series. James is doing what he's got to do or not doing what he's got to do. Excuse me. He's, I don't know, doing James Harden. I don't think that he plays efficient basketball. I think that he's probably the most annoying player in the NBA to watch. In my opinion, just sitting there dribbling the ball for 20 seconds, doing the same shit with a step back, pulling and making it again. It's a, it's, it takes talent to make those shots, but it's not entertaining. It's quite boring. If you ask me. So that's the NBA playoffs wrap up. I mean, honestly, I don't really know what else to talk about in terms of postseason wise. And I've pretty much talked about every series that I found interesting, if not every season that every series that I found relevant. Uh, We actually heard a no hitter today. I believe a Chicago White Sox pitcher just threw for a hundred and thirteen pitches or a hundred. No, a hundred and three pitches, 13 strikeouts. And he threw a perfect game. So. Shout out to, not, not a perfect game. He had actually had a walk. He had a no-hitter. So congratulations to him. I'm currently looking up his name as we speak. The NBA playoffs is currently overwhelming with my Twitter feed right now. So uh, give me just a second. Again, not really prepared. I was trying to save this episode to at least the end of the night. But when I saw we were going down 30, I said, you know what? Let me make this so I can go to bed. Because typically I would have had the episode recorded already. But the way that the... The day went, you know, I just kind of procrastinated, saved it in my mind. I was like, yo, I can save it for tomorrow morning or, you know, post it tomorrow night. No, I am just 
going to stay consistent and make sure that I can post these things when I need to and edit what I need to edit before I go to bed tonight so you guys can have the continuous content that I provide you with the blessing that is my podcast. Now let me stop, please. I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of shit uh from me sounding a little bit more comfortable when my boys was like, "Yo, you get cocky up there, bro. You better make sure you stay humble." <laughs> Definitely not going to get cocky whatsoever. I am grateful and appreciative of the podcast and how well it's doing um i know that i was stressing the fact that i wasn't getting enough views and people were not listening as much as i thought they were but at the end of the day i'm doing this for fun and for me not for people to listen if the fame or the hype follows then you know i'm blessed if not this is still gonna happen it doesn't matter so apparently twitter doesn't deem that no hitter oh there we go Lucas Giolito, yeah, that's his name. He threw a no-hitter, and congratulations to him. The White Sox are starting to heat up. Oakland A's are still hot. Uh, Yankees struggled against the Rays. Frustrating, as as I said before, that uh, series with the Mets that we were supposed to have this past weekend got canceled. Uh, I believe two people in the Mets organization, I forget whether that's player or staff, tested positive for COVID, so that series got postponed. The Yankees now have to play seven games in five, seven games in five days, and I believe tonight was the first stop. I don't even know how that game is going, to be honest. I was so stuck on this damn game, and it finally went final. God, we fucking suck right now. We better come out hot that next game, so help me God. I don't even want to see it if we get blown out the next one. Uh, in soccer news, shout out to Bayern Munich. For those of you that don't know, that is a club team in Germany. They won the Champions League final against my club team in PSG. And you're probably saying, club team, soccer? You watch soccer? When I can, you know, a lot of international games are either at the crack of dawn or in the middle of the night just because of the time difference over there. Uh, PSG is a club team in France. They have Neymar, Mbappe, Thiago Silva actually just left to go to Chelsea. And in massive, intriguing news, after Barca got blown out by Bayern, I believe it was 8-2, to two, Final score, if I'm not mistaken. He has said that he wants to leave and go to Manchester City. Not United, but Manchester City. So, that is huge. Messi has played on Barca his entire life. And if he's going to go to Manchester City, I think that's going to shake it up in the Euro League. But we'll see what happens. You know, people want to go to certain teams. People want to go to certain places. Doesn't mean it's always going to happen. So, I I don't know how that's going to work. Hopefully, we get some more news on that tomorrow. But that is my soccer take on the day. I'm switching this right over to DC Fandom. For those of you that don't know what that is, that is basically a virtual Comic Con since obviously due to COVID, a lot of Comic Cons, a lot of events were canceled. So DC Fandom was a 24-hour Comic Con. Um, it had different panels and different time slots for movies, TV shows, uh, actors, producers to go and give information on their movies. So the upcoming films like Wonder Woman, the Batman had their trailer gameplay for any DC games that were coming out. We had Suicide Squad show us some some content. We had what else did we have? We had, of course, I'm going blank. Oh, we had the Snyder Cut first official trailer release, which was incredible. But the big thing that I want to talk about is the Batman trailer. Robert Pattinson looked amazing. The trailer lived up to every bit of the hype. The trailer was phenomenal. I cannot really begin to get into it just because I'm still in shock that it looked as good as it does. 
and Matt Reeves did not disappoint. <laughs> I mean, the suit looks great. The story looks great. Uh, Robert looks bad. Uh, not bad. He looks better than I thought he would as Bruce Wayne. I mean, for those of you that are unaware, uh, this is supposed to be an early Batman, pretty much when he first comes onto the scene. Not like the Christian Bale where he starts from the actual beginning of training and him training with Rachel Ghoul from the Batman Begins series. But... He has apparently been Batman for a couple of months, if not a year or so. And, you know, you can see that based off of the trailer. If you have seen it, when the criminals are like, who are you supposed to be? And he says, I am vengeance. Fire. Very famous line, both in the comic books, in the shows, as well as in the video games. So that was fire. Um, seeing Commissioner Gordon and obviously the Riddler is casted to be the one of the main villains, along with Catwoman and Penguin. Um I'm very excited. It is a darker Batman. It is a different genre Batman. It is a modern day Batman. Uh, I was talking to my barber, Drew. Shout out to Masters Men Grooming Service, of course, for all your men's grooming and hair cuttery needs. Uh, big Batman fan that Drew is. He, we were texting back and forth a couple of days ago after the fandom, and he was enlightening me on the Bale series and how that uh, Batman series was about mainly Batman's mindset, Batman's integrity, and you know how he carried himself with his uh, belief systems and whatnot. And this series, this trilogy, supposedly with Robert Pattinson, is going to be a little bit more of a darker, more modern era with Batman kind of trying to figure out how this whole thing works and how he's going to be able to save Gotham. And it just seems like he's going to get right into the nitty gritty, man. It, he beat the shit out of some bad guy in the middle of a clip, so that was kind of fire, man, seeing him go off and just do what he's got to do to make a statement like, yo, I'm fucking here, bro. Like, I'm about to beat that ass. Y'all better be ready. So that trailer was incredible. Um, hopefully get, we get to see another trailer within the next couple of months. They were supposedly resuming filming over in England, I believe, in September. So we'll see how far that goes. That's still scheduled for a 2021 release. Um. Um, I, I don't know. I got nerd goosebumps right now, man, because I haven't talked about comics since episode one. And the, the fandom was great. A very, 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 very successful event. And that trailer just they saved the best for last. And I, I, I think it went great. Matt Reeves really went out there and said, yo, we didn't finish filming. We got some good content for y'all. But check this shit out, man, because <laughs> Robert is ready to go. Uh, the classic nostalgic Batmobile, uh, the Christian Bale Batmobile was a little cooler and not little cool, excuse me, let me rephrase, was a little different with the tank look and, you know, a little bit more weaponized, but going back to the traditional car look, the, the supercar, the race car look, you know what I mean, with the exhaust in the back, just, I don't know, brought me some nostalgia, man, it just, it was fire, I was happy with that, seeing that, seeing, you know, him do his thing and... I don't know. I couldn't be more happy for that that movie that's going to take off. Like I told a lot of people that don't have a lot of faith in the uh, the next coming series, that, that movie trilogy with Reeves leading the way and Robert Pattinson signing that deal. It's going to be different. And if it is as dark as this clip, this trailer provided, I'm going to be over the moon because it is going to be incredible. Uh, the uh, Warner Brothers Montreal showed the clip of the long-awaited new Batman game called Gotham Knights. I I watched it with my girl in the car. Uh, Shout-out to Matt, who sent me the clip. I don't know why I wasn't getting notifications from Fandom. I signed up with DC to get those notifications. I don't know if it was Signal or what, but whatever. 
It was a four minute and 49 second clip of greatness. Apparently in this game, Batman is dead and the Bat family has to go and figure out what happened and save Gotham. Uh, you can play as all four characters, Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and Robin. I would assume this Robin is Damon, Damian Wayne, which leads me to the question. And for those of you that may know or may not know, where is Tim Drake? I don't know. It seems they skipped right over him. Who knows if he's Red Robin and he's going to play a cameo? I have no idea. And to also clarify, Rocksteady is not the creator of this game. Like I said, it is WB Montreal. So this is going to be an entirely new game. It is co-op. So you can play up to two to three players, I believe. And you can play with all four characters. I'm hoping I can play as Nightwing through the whole thing first, then go through Red Hood and then go through Batgirl and then Damien or whatever order the last two are going to be because I don't care about the other two, to be honest with you. I'm all about Dick Grayson and Jason Todd, two of my favorite Robins, the the two best Robins in my opinion. So I'm just hyped that my boy Dick got some credit. I know that sounds a little... A little weird, but, you know, Richard Grayson, Dick Grayson, that is his name. Laugh it up. Say what you need to. But favorite comic book character of all time. That trailer is great. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube or comicbook.com. I really, really, really advise you to prepare yourself because this game is going to be different. It is an open world concept, and the main villain is the Court of Owls. If you don't know anything about them, I would say look it up. It is way too much of an explanation for those of you that are not aware, but it is a criminal organization that works behind the scenes of Gotham City's wealth, and they have been around for, I don't know, I don't want to say centuries, but I feel like since Gotham was founded, so I can say centuries, so... They are just an organization that pretty much runs the criminal underworld. You know, a lot of people say, oh, Joker's the main villain, Joker's the worst. The Court of Owls always works in silence, all secretive. Um, there is no confirmation of its existence other than, you know, rumor, speculation, legend. But the Bat family obviously has to go in and take care of that. Uh, rumor has it, according to some videos, that some. Um, According to some videos of comic, from comicbook.com, they believe that maybe Bruce Wayne is going to be resurrected by the Court of Owls and is going to be a Talon. A Talon is one of the uh, villains, or should I say one of the henchmen, I don't even know how to really put it, uh, that are trained and then brought back to life to, I don't know, kill their warriors of the Court of Owls. They, uh, there is speculation that Bruce Wayne's body will have been taken by the Court of Owls and brought back as a Talon. I'm pumped. I'm hyped. Even if that isn't the story, the fact that another Batman game is coming out is in also in 2021. The Suicide Squad, that game was also revealed, that trailer. That is going to be, I believe, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and King Shark. That's going to be able to play between all four characters as well. Uh, Superman is going to be the villain there. Uh, he probably gets taken over by some uh, villain. I believe it is the... The starfish-looking villain, I can't remember his name. It escapes me for the life of me. Good God, I know people are going to laugh at me later because it's, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember what it is. He probably you know, controls Superman to go and destroy. He's evil and go and destroy the world. So the Suicide Squad probably gets hired by Amanda Waller to go and you know kill this target, which, ironically enough, ends up being Superman. Graphics are great. You can play between all four, like I said. It is co-op up to four players, so you can play with your friends through the entire story, or you can do it by yourself. So that is a, a cool little twist. I don't know if it's open world, but that game is scheduled to come out in 2022. I know what you're thinking. Why the fuck did you just show me a game that's not coming out for another two years? If you really think about it, September's next week. 
or in a week and change. So we're really only a year and three months away or a year and four months if you really want to count September. September usually goes fast for me for a lot of birthdays with family and whatnot. So um, I'm excited, man. DC Phantom was great. Still haven't seen Wonder Woman, the first one, so I can't really talk about the second one. Um, I didn't get to see the trailer. Uh, I know it's terrible. I probably should have, but I didn't. Um, the Flash movie, uh, I want to say, oh yeah, um, what's it called? Ben Affleck is coming back officially in the Flash movie in a limited role. People believe that he is going to end up dying and teaching Ezra and grooming him. Obviously, Val Kilmore is coming back. He signed on as Batman. He's going to be, we don't know if he's going to be a futuristic. We don't know if it's going to be Flash going back and seeing Val as younger. We, we have no idea. But we know that there are two Batmans confirmed for that movie. It's going to be great. Eh, I can't even say it's going to be great. Obviously, with the whole Ezra Miller situation of him possibly being removed for the domestic violence charges that were brought up against him. I think he choked some girl. I don't know the details exactly. But, I mean, he was at DC Fandom. He was talking a little bit. So, I don't know if that whole thing got squashed. I don't know if the case got let go. So, from everything, it looks like it seems like Ezra is going to stay as Flash. But this movie's been pushed back for the last two to three years. It was supposed to come out in 20, 2018. Then it got pushed back to 19. And, or no, it was pushed back. It was supposed to be 2019. Then it got pushed back to 20. And now it's in 2022. So who the hell knows when that movie's going to come out? Seems like it's going to be one of those gambit movies that have been pushed back a hundred times. And then it gets canned. Obviously, with them hiring more actors and, you know, Val Kilmore signing on and Ben Affleck coming back as Batman, it's probably going to happen. But I'll believe it when I see it because this. I mean, the movie title continues to change. The storyline continues to change. The the cast is in consistent fluctuation. So I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen there. But again, to reiterate, DC fandom was a huge success. I mean, I was very happy with what I heard and what I read and what I saw and what I didn't see. I still have to see. So again, if you haven't seen the trailers for any of the movies, if you haven't seen the trailers for the gameplay, I would say check it out. I am very, very, very excited for what 2021 has to offer in terms of superhero content as well as video game content. We all know that the Batman game is going to be incredible. I hope, uh, you know, Warner's, Warner Brothers Montreal does a, a great kickoff and it's a longer game than Arkham uh, Arkham City was. Arkham Knight was a great one. Again, great story, great way to close it out, great way to end that finale. But it's been five years since that came out. Six years, actually, because I got the limited edition Arkham Knight PS4 when we first moved to Florida. And the game came out literally, I want to say, that next year. That 2015, like right at the cusp. Of the, so the PlayStation's just about six years old. But I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm really hyped. Uh, damn, I lost a train of thought. I'm looking at my sneakers here like, you know, what am I going to wear tomorrow? But, of course, I work remotely, so I don't need to... <laughs> <laughs> to wear any sneakers but speaking of sneakers uh i had my sneakerhead episode a couple of episodes ago but for those of you that are unaware the uh kobe 5 prototypes have been releasing in pieces uh i know a lot of my friends have been taking l's on the nike sneaker app uh i know i didn't even take a, a crack at it just because your boy went on a little shopping spree when he probably shouldn't have this weekend but i said you know what Fuck it. I deserve to treat myself. I was saving for so long for the car. Me and Isabel weren't really going and doing anything for a while, but we went out there and uh, we had a good day. You know what I'm saying? You know, spent some money that uh, I think I deserve to spend, got some outfits or whatever. And then I went over and forgot that I wanted some of the Kobe's that are coming out in the next couple of days. And I said, damn it. Should I return everything? Nah, I don't need any more sneakers. 
So the the Kobe's actually, I think there's a pack that comes out tomorrow with the two colorways that I wanted, ironically, for like three hundred and ninety dollars with taxes and shipping. It's gonna be like four hundred. Two of them are beautiful, both ice blue ice blue bottoms. One being white and gold, the other one being red, green, blue, white, and having a clear base bottom as well. So I can't wait for those. I I, I mean I wish I could go and get them, but you know I'm not exactly rich, <laughs> so. I hope one of my boys actually wins that draw, wins that raffle, and cops them so I can see them in person because Lord knows those are beautiful. And, you know, shout out to the Mamba man. You know, on his birthday, there were a lot of clips and videos, and there were a lot of stories that NBA players were telling. Allen Iverson actually wrote something in the Players' Tribune that, you know, broke my heart. Um, Vanessa wrote an, uh, an Instagram post, crushed me, and I mean, like, it crushed me to tears while driving I was not actually driving I was in the Dunkin Donuts parking lot getting coffee for Isabel and I was reading that post and I mean like she was on the phone with me and I was just in shambles I'm not even going to go into detail about it because it's going to get me emotional for those of you that are unaware of what I'm talking about go check it out I mean not check it out for the popularity of it but I mean like for the sheer love of this woman that she had for her husband as a father and as a man as an individual it's incredible, man. Like, that's the love that I want when I get to the point of, you know, getting old. And I, I want my wife to say those things about me. I, I hope that that is Isabel. I know that it's going to be Isabel, actually, because we talk about that a little bit more often than we should. Obviously, a long ways away. But, I mean, with Kobe's birthday passing and seeing the highlights of him winning championships and then post-career of him coaching Gigi and her and her girls and then him being a dad to his other daughters, it just... That's what everybody aspires to be in this world, man. Life is literally too short. Uh, it's like I talked about in my time episode of how fast it really goes and how how quick it passes you by and how much you really need to appreciate it. Kobe embodied that to a T. He lived every moment, every second that he could with his entire career intact, with his family, and then you know when he retired, giving his all to, to coaching and being with his with his kids and his wife. So, I mean, like, I really aspire to be half the man that Kobe was. Again, I didn't know Kobe personally. None of us did. But, you know, that Mamba mentality, like we continue to say, really will never leave. That killer instinct, that drive to want to be a better person every day. I was actually hooping with my little brother today. Shout out to Max. Um, just for a little bit, you know, a quick game to, to five. Max actually pushed it to win by two. I won six to four. I know, I suck. But... Uh, coaching him and just showing him a little thing again I'm, I'm no NBA star I'm no high school standout I didn't play college ball I'm mean, just a guy that played pickup but did have a little bit of experience in coaching younger people and seeing my brother do some things that he probably shouldn't be doing at 19 but again he's just doing what he knows I remembered watching some videos of Kobe just practicing mind you Kobe was one of the best basketball players to ever pick up a ball and the man practiced as if he was going to lose his job with every passing second. I mean, some of the stories that, again, I was watching on the 23rd and 24th, I mean, this man would wake up at 3, be at the gym at 4, practice until 6, take a break until 9, come back at 9, go and play till 11, take a break till 2, come back to 2, 2 to 4, take a break, come back at 7, 7 to 9, take a break, training, eat, sleep, and do it again the next day. It's like if Kobe was mentally prepared every day like that, we can aspire to be good people. We can aspire to be 
the best at what we do. That was a game, but that was his life. That was the legacy he left behind. That mama mentality is something that I will never forget because I watched Kobe play ball every single time the Lakers were on TV as a kid. And even as I got older and became a Mavericks fan, I mean, coming from the Laker house with my dad and my brother, there were a lot more Laker games on, especially because they were more mainstream. But watching the man play and then learning later in life the preparation he put into the game, the preparation he put into practice, into the film room, into warm-ups, it, it was like no other. Like, I watch videos of him practicing, and that drives me to want to go put up 800 shots, knowing if I put up 800 shots, I will have absolutely no shoulder because of how fucked up my body is. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but I just, I don't know, man. I'm actually sitting here reminiscing some of the games I watched, and I'm just, I'm not getting choked up, but getting a little emotional behind it because I cannot believe to this day that it happened. I can't believe that Kobe and Gianna and those those other those other passengers rest in peace. <clears throat> Good God, you ever choke on your spit and it's just like stuck? You feel like you cleared it and you're just like, what the fuck? That's me right now. Jesus Christ, I'm out here tearing. <clears throat> anyway, like I was saying, you know, it, it's it's still not real that that event happened. It doesn't feel real like Kobe is gone. I'm still waiting on some magical report is, is going to come through in the future and it's going to be Kobe's back. Kobe was brought back with the Lazarus Pit or something like that. A lot of us talk and tweet and post things on social media like we knew Kobe. But that's just the impact he had on our lives. So getting back to what I was talking about with my brother, just little things like, you know, practicing more with your left hand, uh, some drills to practice his jump shot to get him more of a consistent flow and release. Just just small little tidbits that I tried hard to just show him and it felt good you know like I've stated before coaching is a passion with it being my brother there's a little bit more frustration because I know that he can do these things and he continues to choose not to because he's like you know well I'm not going to be professional or I'm not playing in a rec league or anything like that which is true but if you're going to play things half-ass in my opinion then you shouldn't play them at all I know that sounds harsh because I was just praising my brother and I'm not shitting on him whatsoever. It's just that's my mentality that goes into everything. Everything in life. If you know me, I don't do things half-assed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, some people can argue that in terms of like when I'm at work or jerking around, like, you know, messing around. Uh, you know, I tend to do things half-assed or when I'm upset, I tend to just like kind of put it down and walk away from it. But I'm talking about like when it comes to playing sports and the intensity that I do things in sports... I genuinely am just, I genuinely just cannot express how much I really want him to get better because I know he can be. Excuse me, I just got a very intriguing text from Isabel. <laughs> I apologize because, you know, life still goes on as you record. I don't have a studio or anything to be like, yo, I'm busy. But, you know, we're aspiring to do that one day, hopefully. So, yeah, no, just playing ball today, seeing my brother play working out, just trying to get back in shape. You know, quarantine has showed me that I have definitely put on some pounds. I'm not happy with it. So, you know, trying to be healthy. For those of you that are stuck inside just like I am, you know, working remotely, frustrated, things aren't open. Uh, just be safe, do what you got to do, and, you know, try to stay healthy whatever way you can. Stay active, be outside with, you know, caution, of course. But 
I know for a fact mentally I'm not in a good place because I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Meanwhile, I'm out here eating ice cream and chips and cookies and, you know, drinking beer and this, that, and the third. I'm like, yo, like this is not burning away like it used to. So definitely got to change my mindset and, you know, seeing that those videos, that, that mama mentality over the weekend kind of motivated me to work out and really get myself out there. So I am pumped to say the least. I'm excited. I really, really, really just want to mentally get back in a place where I need to be, to be an effective, not only person or should I say an effective worker? Because, you know, sometimes when you sit there behind a computer for so long, you just struggle, you know, you you kind of tend to lose focus, you lose motivation and the drive, but, you know, hopefully being active again will put me back in that healthier mindset of, all right, come on, you know, let's get this going, let's move it along. So uh, normally I have a little bit more in terms of content for uh, things I want to talk about, but I know for a fact that those were the topics that I really wanted to get off my chest. Obviously, the Mavericks game being first and foremost, both games, and then, you know, DC fandom. But I definitely had to, you know, pay my respects and talk about Mamba Day and, and everything like that. And then just today, I just had some inspiring words with my brother today. So it was just, it was good, man. It was really awesome. It was a great day. It's been a great couple of weeks. I actually have a funny story for you guys. So me and Isabel went up to Tampa a few weeks ago, right? First first road trip in my car, shout out to Destiny. Uh, we went to this little deli spot out in Tampa, which was a, a New York deli, right? So what did I do? My ass said, yo, I'm trying to go. Isabel and my mom warned me ahead of time, as they normally do when they think at the same exact wavelength, because for whatever reason, my mother and my girlfriend are always on the same mental path, and they always shit on me at the same time. I can't I can't make this up. Like, I'll be on the phone with Isabel. She'll make fun of me. My mother doesn't hear what she says. I rebuttal. My mother defends her. They'll say the same insult at the same time sometimes. They'll tell me to shut up. at the sa- I don't know what it is. I swear to God. You can vouch. Like, any of my friends can vouch. Whenever it's my mother versus my friends, my friends win every time. Or should I say when it's me versus my mother and my friends or me versus my friends. Damn, I can't speak. My friends win every time in my mom's eyes. It sucks. But Whatever. I didn't research, I didn't look, I didn't plan as effectively as I should have. I knew it was in Tampa, I knew it was near downtown, but I assumed that it was 100% in the downtown Tampa area. It actually ended up being outside of Tampa, outside of UT. Long story short, I parked my car in a garage because I didn't want to park it in the street. I was like, yo, I don't want nobody hitting my shit. I definitely don't want nobody around my car, paid for parking or whatever. And my dumbass on the GPS forgot to hit walk so it said nine minutes but it was nine minutes driving it ended up being a 25 minute walk in 92 degree weather yeah Isabel wanted to kill me I was also in foams a football jersey and black joggers definitely not the attire to go and walk 25 minutes in the sun in the middle of summer the road ended up being on full construction I also did not look up if the restaurant was open because the person of the person that recorded the video on TikTok <laughs> was inside the establishment. We got there. It was takeout only. So to say the least, our trip was for nothing. <laughs> and I felt like an ass. Oh, but wait, it gets better. After we convinced them to let us go inside and use the restroom because we told them, hey, we drove two hours. We just walked 30 minutes in the sun. We're hot. Can we can we just use the bathroom? We won't touch anything and we'll wipe down whatever you need. We get out, right? I say, you know what, babe? 
I'm gonna pick up the car. I'm gonna come pick you up, and we gonna eat in the car in the AC. Mind you, I hadn't eaten in the car up to that point because I was like, "Yo, it's a new car. I'm definitely not trying to get any stains on it or whatever." Like everybody is, you know, when they get a new whip. So I made the mental mistake. Oh, let me not even ruin it. So I'm walking all the way back. I'm just about to the parking garage. I've been walking for about 20 minutes, right? Isabel calls me. Babe, I got your keys. You have my fucking key. Because it's a fob, you know. It's a modern day fob. I tap my pocket. I'm like, yo, she's bugging. Turn right around. She's like, I'm sorry. Apologizing up and down. Definitely not her fault. I gave her my key because uh, my pockets were kind of small. And I had my wallet. And my phone in one pocket. No, my wallet in one pocket and my phone in the other. I didn't want to risk, you know, when you sit down or like, you know, you pull something out really quick, you drop something. I didn't want to risk the fact that I lost it. I was like, babe, put it in your purse, please. Thank you. So then I walk all the way back in foams. For those of you that have worn foams, that was the worst day of my life because I felt my feet literally not only roasting because of how hot it is in those shoes, I felt my feet blistering. To anybody that hoops, in foams, I give it to you. I really do. I cannot express to you how I am. Excuse me. Oh, my God. My stomach's going nuts. I can't express to you how crazy I think you are for playing basketball in those shoes. I just, I don't know. I, I thought I was going to die just walking 20 minutes, 30 minutes in them. But to play in a, a full game of competitive basketball in the NBA? Nope. No, sir. Absolutely not. So I get back to Isabel. And I said, babe. Give me the key. Trying to be, you know, a gentleman. I said, stay in the AC. Convinces me to come back with me. We get in the car. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, yo, I just want to eat. Turns out I didn't like anything on the menu. Because it was like cold sandwiches and some soups and stuff like that. Again, I I fucked up. I didn't do any research whatsoever other than see the video that was on TikTok. And I said, yo, I want to go there. My fault. (laughs) 100% my fault. Get our food. I ended up ordering a bacon, egg, and cheese. Um, minus the cheese because I don't like cheese on my eggs. I know, right? So it's not a bacon, egg, and cheese. It's a bacon and egg on a bagel. Toasted. And I sit in the whip. I'm livid because I had just walked there to walk back to the car. To walk all the way back to the restaurant to walk back to the car. So it's, you know, down, back, down, back. So four times. Your boy is pissed at the world. Literally almost got hit by a car on the way back before I, I had to go back and get my key. So I was already in full fucking form. I was ready to just kick somebody's fucking dashboard, kick somebody's fucking headlight because I was just, I was over it. (laughs) Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Wrong outfit, hot weather, GPS, food, all of it. I was just like, yo, this is fucking ridiculous. I sort of stood my ass home and played some Call of Duty. So we get back in the car and the top, it all off. The piece de resistance. I go to eat my food. And my motherfucking bacon is rubbery. Mind you, most delis back home have crispy bacon. You know, you don't really got to tell them much. They put the bacon under the, under the, in the oil. Or, you know, for those that are pre-cooked, they put it under the flattener, as I call it. You know, the, the, the metal thing that they press so it cooks. My bacon literally felt like it was fresh fat. It was gross. I was so mad I went to throw the fucking sandwich out the damn window. Okay, I'm exaggerating. No, I didn't. I went to just put it back in the box and go to throw it out. Isabel convinced me to, you know, just eat the, eat the fucking eggs, bro. Just don't don't waste money like that. We're not rich out here. So I ate the, I ate the eggs. The rest of the day ended up being great. Went to the aquarium. It was fun. But I just thought I'd tell y'all. 
you know, a simple little day trip <laughs> ended up being a nightmare, man. The city boy that should be prepared, the city boy that should know where he's going and, you know, be vigilant to what's around him just was completely off the whacker and was not at all cognizant of what the fuck was going on around him. And it just really pissed me off. And it's really embarrassing because I'm always telling Isabel, you know, be prepared, pay attention, blah, 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 whatever. So stat of the day uh, from uh, Bleacher Report Gridiron on Twitter. Uh, I saw here scrolling through the other night and I'm just sitting here like, yo, it's a picture of Russell Wilson and it says 57 and all. I'm like, what the fuck? He's definitely lost before. So the stat is Russell Wilson in his career is 57 and 0 when leading by four points or more at halftime. So since this man has been in the league, if he has been up by four points or more, he's never lost. Do you realize how difficult that is? Do you know how many teams can come out in the fourth, in the third quarter and just run a kickback and that changes the momentum? Or Russell would come out and throw a pick or, or, or anything. Like football is so quick and game-changing and dynamic. Like four points is nothing. Three points is not, you know what I'm saying? Like a field goal. But the fact that it was four or more and he's never lost, that is, it furthers my point of Russell Wilson being one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, if not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes, Seattle hasn't been to the Super Bowl since that Marshawn Lynch mishap, but they're always in contention. And with that Jamal Adams pickup, that acquisition, that's going to put him up there as one of the favorites uh, since we're already talking about the NFL. So Earl Thomas got cut. From the Ravens. Mind you, Baltimore has to pay out that $10 million for the year since he reported to camp and passed all his physicals and whatnot. He still owed a certain amount of money. I could be incorrect on the amount, but I'm pretty sure it's $10 million that Baltimore had to give him because they cut him after he passed all those dates in which the money was guaranteed. Um, obviously, they were able to avoid the contract because it was a personal conduct issue. I believe he got into a scuffle. I don't know if it was with a teammate. I don't know if it was with a coach. But I know for a fact words were exchanged with somebody on the Ravens personnel. And the Ravens deemed it enough grounds to let him go. Mind you, I have no idea what the fuck happened. I didn't read enough of it. But I do know that he was let go. And the Cowboys were right, of course, you know, since they didn't get Jamal Adams, they were right in the mix to go and get him. And it seems that talks fell through and the Dallas Cowboys did not get him. He's still a free agent, so who knows? But the Cleveland Browns just lost their second-round pick, and he tore his Achilles. I forget his name. Of course, it escapes me. So, you know, there are some teams out there in the market for a safety, some teams that are competitive that, you know, he can, he's already getting money from Baltimore. So this season, he's, this season he's getting a decent paycheck. So technically, a team can sign him to a one-year deal for relatively cheap for someone that can go and make upwards from 10 to 14 million a year and they can give him a one-year deal to prove yourself kind of thing you know see if you can mesh well with the team and have a pro bowl safety on their squad so cleveland if dallas can get back in the mix who knows i don't know tampa maybe no idea but i do know this the mavericks play (laughs) on thursday hopefully Sometime that is not 9 fucking p.m. Because I am tired of these late games that have to have me up. And actually, shout out to Mike. Uh, we were just talking about that earlier today, actually. Since he's a Warriors fan, like we've stated before, he's always got to stay up to 1030 plus to watch those West Coast games. This man tells me he takes naps at half. Bro, if I'm out, I'm out. So kudos to you. Actually, while I'm on the topic of Mike, 
I cannot begin to express the event that Mike had on Thursday night. Last Thursday, Mike had a DJ mix again. Follow him on Twitch, Most Dope Mike 922. This man had a Chris Brown themed mix. Phenomenal. It was a bop. And for those of you that are uncultured or unaware of what that means, it was a banger. It was incredible. It was fire. It was hot. It was dope. It was fresh. Whatever slang you want to use. It was the bee's knees. <laughs> Me being the one of the bigger Chris Brown fans out there, I mean, he was playing songs from when he was in middle school, from his original mixtape, from his latest album, from... You know, to the original album that had Yo, it had exclusive graffiti, everything. Everything, everything, everything. Started at 8.30. Man went from 8.30 to midnight. Almost four hours straight of just Chris Brown. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, had some technical difficulties in terms of saving the, the, the set. And he couldn't post it on SoundCloud. But if you guys aren't already listening, Thursday nights, for the most part, this man is always spinning. This man is always playing fire. This man is always playing heat. And I mean, my Thursday last week was a little difficult. You know what I mean? It was a, wasn't, excuse me, the best Thursday in the world. And my boy goes out there. He goes and has that set. My my whole mood changes. And then, I don't know. Music can change a vibe, man. Music can change a mood. Music can change the outcome of a of of. of Life decisions Who who the fuck knows I know for a fact Certain songs come on And it puts me back In the mindset of Being a kid it Puts me in the mindset Of being hyped Makes me want to cry Music can define A person And Chris Brown Definitely defines me Because when Chris Brown Comes on I'm a whole other person Ask any real friend of mine If CB come on I'm going off Shout out to my cousin Gabe One of the biggest fans With me So It I want him to do it again because it didn't save. I said, yo, we just got to do a Chris Brown part two. And, you know, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if yeah, yeah, yeah is to shut me up or yeah, 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 we're definitely going to do it. So, Mike, the ball is in your court, my friend. You let me know what you want to do. And I'm here for it because, you know, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm going to be tuned in hoping that you do it. Bro, t- yo, guys, I'm telling you, most dope Mike 922 on Twitch. Majority of the Thursdays. He's always streaming. It's going to be fire, man. I can't wait to do an episode with him live. I can't wait to do an episode with him in person. That's what live means. I know I'm an idiot. But I just, I'm ecstatic to do another episode with him. Uh, Shout out to Kyle. Kyle actually was inspired based off of our other episode. He texted me this during the weekend that he wants to do his own podcast. I'm hyped. I'm honored, actually, that I could play a role in somebody's life and, you know, Get them in the mindset of making them feel like they can do things or achieve things that they never thought that they could. Shout out to my boy Skip. He actually just had a little baby boy um, back home in the Bronx. You know, shout out to you and your family, bro. Hope you guys are staying safe. He wants to do a podcast. Shout out to my friend Danny Santiago. Mentioned him last episode or two episodes ago, excuse me. He's trying to get his podcast off the ground too. My friend Santino, shout out to you as well. You know, I know he wants to do a podcast. And all of these people, man, all these people hitting me up and, and telling me to keep doing my thing. And, you know, it's inspiring them to do their thing. So, I mean, it just shows that even on a personal level, on a small scale, I'm making a difference in someone's life. Even if they don't do the podcast, the fact that they're giving me the kudos telling me that I'm making them want to do something that they've always wanted to do is enough for me. So, again, to those of you that are hesitant, scared, you know, you feel like it's not going to you know amount to anything... Just do it. 
I promise you, you'll never regret it or, or you won't regret it because it's not about the success. It's not about, you know, the recognition as I continue to remind myself when certain episodes struggle and don't get a lot of listens or plays. It's about having fun and being yourself. So if you got something on your mind, if you got something you want to say to somebody, if you have something that you're feeling like you can do better, just do it, man. Just be yourself and have fun out there. It's like I just said a few minutes ago, life's too short to leave anything left undone or unsaid. So with that being said, that's the end of the episode, guys. I really appreciate all the love and support that I've had over the last couple of months. So hope you guys have a great night and I'll be seeing y'all soon. Yo, I am coming back on this clarifying. I just realized that I re-listened to my episode today. Unfortunately, as I posted it, or should I say after I posted it, I was saying that Val Kilmore was coming back as Batman. That was incorrect. It is Michael Keaton. Not Val Kilmore, Michael Keaton. Yeah, it's what happens when you make your episode at 1230 at night, exhausted from the rest of the day and... Not paying attention to the details, so again, just for clarification purposes, the Batman that has been re-signed and will be featured in the Flash movie with Ezra Miller and Ben Affleck is, in fact, Michael Keaton. I apologize for the mistake. I took down the episode just so I can reiterate and talk about this really quick, but other than that, hope you guys enjoy. Sorry about the mistake. Mile, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.